Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, my intention is to help bolster your faith to believe you can be strong when you feel weak. New York Times bestselling author and radio host Susie Larson will be our guest on episode 118, Feeling Outnumbered by the Enemy. And her story will inspire you to see that if God could help her, he can help you too. If you're feeling weak and need the support of other women of faith, why not join us for the Soul H2O Sisterhood Refresh Conference being held on October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Lake Point Family Church in Leamington, Ontario. You can find links to the conference page or anything else we mentioned in the show. Grab copies of the Soul H2O journal pages or scripture graphics mentioned in the show to share on your social media. Find all of these things and more information about our guest on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 118. Now it's time to dive into the Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Guys love the movie 300, but as a chick, I don't really get it. The Spartans, even with a very buff and beautiful Gerard Butler, lose the battle. Now, I know that historically the 300 Spartan soldiers were crazy outnumbered by the Persian Empire's army. Their valiant sacrifice did inspire the Greeks to reconvene and finally overtake their oppressors, but by the end of the movie, they hadn't won. I really don't like movies where the underdog or oppressed ones don't win in the end and would have much preferred if the movie 300 was about another completely inspirational battle fought and won by maybe just 300 warriors. If only there was a story like that. Oh, wait, there is. That story is recorded in Judges chapter 6 to 8. The nation of Israel had again fallen into sin, which during that time involved worshiping other gods of the people around them and participating in the very wrong ritualistic practices like child sacrifice, something God is absolutely against. As a result, God backed off. I mean, why would he keep protecting them when they had made it clear they weren't following him anymore? Like a rebellious child, they were going to have to learn a lesson the hard way. Israel became oppressed by the Midianites and were so afraid that they were mostly hiding in caves. Finally, people began to came to their senses and called on God. In response, God calls the unlikely Gideon to stand up and fight to protect his people from their oppressors. And even though they were outnumbered by an army of nations about 450 times bigger than their measly 300 soldiers, God did the miraculous and they won. Judges 8.28 tells us that Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. It goes on to say that during Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace for 40 years. Now that movie, I would love because it ends in triumph. 
Throughout my life, I've experienced times of being outnumbered and sometimes outsmarted by the enemy. Times when the battle has gotten so difficult, I felt like I was going to end up annihilated like the Spartans. Yet each time, as I went to God and His Word, I was refreshed and strengthened to continue this fight for the abundant life Jesus wants me to have, what He wants you to have. The enemy of your soul wants you to believe that you're alone and outnumbered, but the truth is, God has outnumbered the enemy in your life by three to one in the ratio of angels to demons, and three to one in holy leadership with three in the Trinity versus just one devil. In reality, he's the outnumbered one. Sadly, this doesn't mean that you're going to win every battle here on earth, but that doesn't mean God isn't with you or that he's not for you. Sometimes your loss on earth produces maturity in you for a future struggle and others that you won't even see the good until eternity, but see it, you will. If you feel like you're living a little outnumbered right now and that the enemy of your soul is sure to take you down, remember this story of Gideon and the 300 men who battled and won. Make sure to invite God in to be on your side and the peace of his presence will be your victory. When you think of fall, you think of pumpkin spice lattes, warm, fuzzy sweaters, and time with the family. With MyJoy Radio app, you can enjoy all the things you love about fall while staying tuned to everything you need. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered to your smartphone. Be uplifted while drinking a latte or pumpkin patch picking. MyJoy Radio app, available now. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Susie Larson is a speaker, best-selling author, and host of the daily talk show, Susie Larson Live. Susie's written 20 books and many articles. She's been a guest on most every Christian radio or TV show. She and her husband, Kevin, have a beautiful family with kids and grandkids and one adorable pit bull named Memphis. Susie's passion is to see people everywhere awaken to the value of their soul, the depth of God's love, and the height of their calling in Christ. Welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Susie. Such an honor to be with you today, Sherry. Thanks for having me. Uh, Well, it is truly my privilege. And I saved a couple things out of your bio where I felt a personal connection with you. So the first is how I read that you and I are both certified John C. Maxwell team members, but you were like next level. I read that you were twice voted a top 10 finalist for the John C. Maxwell Transformational Leadership Award. How amazing was that? Well, I'll tell you, you're actually a league above me because I'm not a certified John C. Maxwell oh. member. I, when they called, I thought they had the wrong number. And I, that's just the honest truth. I'm like, you're nominated. I'm like, oh, I think you got the wrong number. They're like, no, it, it's you. And so we had a conversation about it and I was very surprised. And actually that first phone yeah. call came when I was at the hospital while my sister's husband was battling pancreatic cancer. And mm. I'm like in the in the cafe with my head, you know, in the corner talking. And i got to just tell you, because it was such a devastating journey with my brother-in-law that that was like a stream in the desert it was a surprise Mm -hmm. you know for me so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm humbled and amazed and and so grateful for that honor 
Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't realize. I thought all the people who win those awards or even just nominated for those awards uh, is incredible. The list of people who are nominated have been just incredible. So that is a a special privilege for sure. Mm -hmm. The second area where I feel connected is in how we're both friends with my episode 25 guest, Wendy Pett, who's Visibly Fit program literally added years onto my life. I was very sick when I took her program. And I understand that you and her are both fitness experts. Yeah, I've known her for years. We actually met in radio. And I sir, I worked in the fitness industry for uh, quite a few years. I was a trainer and a manager and an instructor for quite a few years, as I said. Then I uh, stepped out of that around uh, the year 2000 when I self-published my first book and felt called by God to really move into ministry. But I still, I'm, on one hand, as you'll hear in the interview, battled chronic health issues. But on the other hand, I'm mm-hmm. very health-minded. So between the, the feistiness I think God's put in my heart and just what I've understand about the human body, that mindset has helped me overcome a lot. And so she and I connected on a radio platform, basically, and just became fast friends because we have such similar convictions. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I know you, so you're a woman of fitness, you're a, a writer, you have so many hats that you put on and the things that you do, but you are a woman of the word. You've published devotionals and one of which your Prevail devotional has so greatly encouraged me in my walk of faith. I'm wondering if you could share, uh, you know, with the guests, the people listening, a Bible study tool or tip, something that they could put into practice in their own lives. You know, this might not be earth shaking for anybody, but this is sort of my practice every morning. I, I start out the day, I put uh, either on instrumental music or I'll listen to the Lectio 365 app. It's just so sacred and it just it just helps you to take a deep breath and enter God's presence with reverence. It's just usually a five minute Devo. Then I put on my instrumental and I wait on the Lord and I pray before every time before I open the word. I always used to tell my boys when they're growing up, when you open God's word, you're opening his mouth. So pause and be still. Mm-hmm. Remember who it is you're talking to. And and so I just wait and I pray and then I read. And, and one of the ways that I, I get the word in me is I read a passage from multiple translations. I've got a stack of Bibles in my little quiet time area. And then oftentimes just because of Lyme disease really, really affected short term memory and some just brain function issues. Uh, what helps it get into my soul is I write it in a paraphrase form or I'll write it in a prayer form. So between cross-referencing, reading multiple translations, journaling, sometimes I'll just write out a whole passage in my journal and then my thoughts about it. It's like I'm experiencing it from all these different angles. That just has helped me. And one of my favorite scholars, Dr. Warren Wiersbe, who's with Jesus now, but he came out of retirement mm. three times to join me on my show. Uh, he's mm. got, I love him so much, but he's got a, an Old Testament, New Testament commentary. And that's yeah. never far from my table either, because I, I love and trust his insights. Absolutely. Learned a lot from that man, for sure. And so I'm wondering if you could share a favorite Bible verse or one that's been inspiring you lately. You know, one that I've just in the the last few years have been a pretty big challenge for me, having a relapse in health. And uh, James 4, 7, 8 is one that's a go-to for me. And oftentimes you hear people say, you know, when the enemy comes against you, you just have to resist them. But that is taking the, the passage that I'm about to talk to you about out of context, because first it says, submit to God. 
resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then at the next verse is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But submit to God is a military term and it means get back Mm -hmm. in rank. So as Watchman Nee once wrote that you can't have authority unless you're under authority. And as believers, we can't presume upon the authority of God and think that just because he's good to us, that he's good with everything that we do. And and not to say that every attack you face is your fault, but I think that should be your first line of defense is to say, Lord, what in me? Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And so to first and foremost, search your heart because we have an amazing capacity to self-deceive. We just do. So mm-hmm. as the, if the Lord mm-hmm. shows you something, as my friend Marie always says, then repent and then roar. But if he doesn't show you anything, just roar, you know, but first, <laughs> first you submit to God. I know I love that. And then you resist mm-hmm. the devil and he will flee. And he will flee means a couple of things. It means he will literally run for his life. And two, he will look for a safe place to dwell. So he is hoping to find a safe place to dwell with you. And how does he find a safe place among believers? Through our agreement, where we agree with him versus agreeing with God. So when we Mm -hmm. fear and honor God and we submit to God, and then we say, devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my community. And you resist him. I resist and reject a spirit of anxiety that's not from the Lord. I command you to go based on the authority that you have. He runs for his life. And I just mm-hmm. think that is such a powerful uh, tool in, in warfare. And then you draw near to God. You know, people, I've heard people say, you know, asking for God to draw near doesn't make sense because he's everywhere all the time. Well, he is omnipresent, but there's enough evidence in scripture that there's a proximity piece to him too, where he draws near or he distances himself from the proud. So the idea of, of honoring him and loving him so much that you're pressing in with greater earnestness, he'll be found by you. And I just think that's a profound gift. I love it. That verse, James 4, 7 to 8, if you were inspired by what Susie was saying, make sure to look that up and think about that. Just envision the enemy running away from you and looking for a place to hide. And that's a great way um, to, you know, kind of segue. I, I can't wait to come back after the song and the commercial to talk about your latest book, Strong in Battle, Why the Humble Will Prevail. Because I know you're a woman who has endured several onslaughts from the enemy over 30 years, and you continue to overcome. Hi, I'm Susie Larson from episode 118, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is See Me Through It by Brandon Heath. Things are getting real. I know you're going to see me through it. Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio. Wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with best-selling author, speaker, radio host, and serious overcomer, Susie Larson. Susie, your book, Strong in Battle, Why the Humble Will Prevail, is amazing. You are someone that has, you mentioned earlier in our first segment, that you have battled for over 30 years with chronic illness. And I'm wondering, you know, I 
if you could share how that kind of started in your life, because it wasn't yesterday, it was a long time ago, and, and how your life changed one day as a young mom. Well, I appreciate that so much. You know, I uh, was a young mom. I came to Christ. I, let me just back up a little bit. I grew up in a large family in a denomination where I knew God was real, but I really didn't mm. know that 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 Jesus was accessible. I had a sense of God's presence, but I did not understand the gospel, never really heard the gospel. Then I experienced a couple of significant childhood traumas at the hands of teenage boys. And so at that point, mm. I knew God was real and I knew the devil was real, but that's about all I knew. And uh, when I was a young teen, I came to Christ and I, like probably many, I knew I was saved, but I didn't know that I was loved. And I think there are a lot of Christians who are walking Mm. around in that same state, you know. So you jump ahead, I'm a young mom, so I'm still fairly new in the faith. Didn't have a a huge, you know, foundation, so to speak, spiritually. And uh, we had our first son, we got pregnancy uh, during our honeymoon. We got pregnant during our honeymoon and uh, we weren't going to, we were going to wait five years, but that was a a surprise. But (laughs) And then the next one, my middle pregnancy, I was on bed rest for three months. And so with my third pregnancy, I went to bed rest at three months for six months long with a high risk pregnancy. So I had Mm. a one and a three year old and we literally were calling in all of our favors and everybody was getting tired of us. And I I mean, it confronted all of the insecurities that were buried beneath the surface with some of the stuff that happened when I was a child. Because when I became a Christian, I just became a super Christian. You know, I I was on five Mm. committees. I was just trying to earn my way. I was so excited to be following Jesus and... And there's a lot of passion mixed in there with insecurity. So to be put to bed and to be in everybody's debt was just like a nightmare come true for me. So six months on bed rest every day going five more months till mommy can make your sandwiches and four more months till mommy can take you to the park. And, and they were just so disoriented being at different people's houses. So I would say three months into the bed rest, I had three months to go. My docs let me up and they said, let's just test the waters and see how you do. Cause the contractions hadn't come for a couple of days. Met some of my college roommates. It was a fall day. We went for a walk in a small town up northern Minnesota. I was so careful, but it wasn't, I started to contract at night, so I went back to bed. And two weeks from that outing, my face started to go numb, and my arms started to prickle, and my short-term memory started to act up. And I still had three months to go in this pregnancy, and I, I could not believe that I was overlapping crises because, and I didn't want to tell my friends. And in fact, I told one Mm. and she's like, really? She said, now this, like, you know, she was irritated. And I'm like, I I know. And I I was terrified. Well, long story short, a year later, I found out I was unknowingly bit by the deer tick that one day up. And, you know, Mm. one of the traumas that happened when I was a child was I was jumped and beaten by a group of boys, uh, pummeled and punched me in the face, kicked me, pulled fistfuls of hair out. And that was a year after a sexual trauma that had happened at nine years old. When I got up from that beating, uh, I heard in my ear, I can get to you anytime, anywhere, and God will never stop me. And that's when fear really entered my soul. So when this deer tick thing happened, I never saw a tick. I never saw a rash. So a year later to find out, you know, they ruled out MS and brain tumor. And I've got three little boys, uh, not very many friends left, and now I'm battling a neurological disease. And I heard it again. I can get to you anytime, anywhere. And God will never stop me. But there was Mm. places in that story, Sherry, where God invaded my fear. He invaded my space and said, are you going to believe me or not? You know, are you a believer just because you secured your eternity or do you actually believe this stuff? When are you going to shift your weight onto the promises to see if they hold? And it was in those places where I learned to become a warrior. And, you know, I would say about Mm -hmm. seven years of pretty intense physical battle. 
And then, you know, I was an instructor. I got back to teaching and had up and downs for about 20 years where a few times a year I couldn't get out of bed for a few days. But mostly I figured out a way to do my workarounds. But if I'd get tired, my face would go numb and I'd have different fatigue and body aches. But I just worked around it. But then seven years ago, I had a terrible relapse. And people apparently with chronic Lyme often have a mold deficient gene where you can't process mold. And I had a repeated unknowing black mold exposure that attacked my brain in seven areas of my brain were atrophied or Mm -hmm. swollen. And as a talk radio host, I suddenly couldn't find my words and I forgot how to spell really basic words. And I mean, I kept working through it, but it was a nightmare come true. And I'm still working my way through it. Um, It's not been easy. But I remember one day in the bathroom, I'll just say this real quick, but when all the relapse was coming, and this was seven years ago, my arms were going numb, the room was spinning, my face was numb, and pounding, crushing bone headaches. And I'm like, no, God, please, no, God, please. I'm not, I'm too old for this. I already did this once. Please, God. And I was begging him. And the Lord whispered to my heart. He said, the storms reveal the lies we believe and the truths we need. And I'm like, what, yes. what's the lie? What's the lie, Lord? And mm. I heard it in my ear. I can get to you anytime. And Lord mm. just thundered through and he said, Susie, you have believed that your whole life, but it is not true. You can't even know what I've provided. You can't even know what I've prevented in your life. I'm not going to let you lose, but I have to let you fight. It is time to face that thing down. And, um, That began the journey of uprooting lies that were deeply embedded in my soul. And so this battle Mm. has not been lost on me. And strong in battle, I wrote as I'm walking through a neurological firestorm, but I had such clarity as I was writing it. And I really do feel like it's one of the most important books I've I've written to date. I I would agree. I think it's safe to say that you've been through a ton of battles. But in the book, you caution about expecting that the way you may have overcome in one battle. So, you know, you've gone through so many, but to expect that you're going to overcome in the same way in the next battle and to kind of do the same things. And for some, they might hear that and think it might deflate them for them to feel like, oh, well, that way worked. I was hoping to use that again. How can we not be deflated when we are facing another yet another battle? And, hmm. and not use those same tactics. I, I love that question. So first of all, I will say it's not like your past battles have been wasted on you. They've prepared you not mm-hmm. only to navigate battles, but to steward promotion. I mean, David fought the lion and the bear before he faced Goliath. So those things yeah. haven't been wasted on you. My point is we've never mm-hmm. been here before. And if we want, we're thinking we're going to phone it in and just do what we've always done. We disengage our faith. And this, this day and this time calls for deep dependence, fully engaged faith. And the strategy for you may be different than for me. He might be saying, you, Sherry, I want you to rest. I want you to crawl under my wing. He might be saying, me, put your flag in the ground and say, I am not moving from my place of faith. In fact, I would say your strategy may change on the hour where in one moment Mm -hmm. he says rest and the next moment he says roar. And I'm just saying the Mm -hmm. spirit of God will lead you. He will tell you what to do, but you can't phone it in. Just because you've won past battles, don't just think there's this cookie cutter way of fighting your current battles. Do draw from the wisdom and and the strategy that you've learned, but be so receptive to what the Holy Spirit is saying in this moment, in this battle. I love how in the book you talk about being strategic in battle and you talk about, you know, we all go through that part when we're facing a battle where we go, why me? And you say, don't kind of rush through that question too quickly because it can help you be more strategic. Can you say a word about that as we close? 
Yes, absolutely. Because whenever someone says, why me? Someone else will go, well, why not me? And that's a, that's a valid question. If, if I'm going to be blessed, of course, I'm going to have to deal with trials too. Jesus said so. But I say, don't rush by that question because I'm saying, don't ask why me in a whiny entitled way, but ask why me, Lord, is, have I given the enemy legal access? Because he is a legalist. And mm-hmm. if, if we give him access, he will take it. And it really does circle back to our opening verse from James 4, 7, is that if you've given him an opening, shut it down. And I just think it's wise yeah. and humble and mature to say, search me, God, show me, you know, is because this battle could be that you're facing promotion and the enemy's completely threatened by it. You did nothing to open the door. Or it could be that you unknowingly opened the door because of a grudge or an attitude or a sin. I just think, you know, the enemy knows his time is short and we need to be wise to his schemes and keep our eyes on Jesus. And he, God will lead us triumphantly. That is his goal. That is his aim. And he's committed to it. Well, Susie, I want to thank you for sharing your hard-fought and hard-won strategies that we can all battle and overcome. So great to be with you, Sherry. I hope to talk with you again. I'm so thankful God doesn't leave us weak, alone, and outnumbered. Believe it or not, you and God make a majority because he brings angelic backup. If you're still feeling outnumbered by the enemy, I challenge you to read the story of Gideon I talked about in the Soul H2O devotion and believe that if God can bring victory for this underachiever, he sure could help you overcome your enemies. You can find Gideon's story in Judges 6 to 8. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 118, Feeling Outnumbered by the Enemy, on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, information about our guest, and links to the Soul H2O Sisterhood Refresh Conference coming this October 22nd at soulh2o.com slash 118. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.